This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hello, everybody. My name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be talking about a pastor in the Evangelical Free Church of America and how this denomination is seeking to defrock this pastor in a story that initially started with his defiance of lockdowns in 2020. So this is a very based pastor who's getting defrocked for being based by the liberal leadership of an otherwise pretty conservative denomination. The EFCA is the conservative counterpart to the liberal evangelical covenant church, which is a very liberal denomination, but the EFCA is a more conservative variant of that. I believe there was a split decades ago. So in any case, this is a denomination that does not get enough attention. John Harris, I believe, has covered this story already, but I have more to add to the story because I've talked to Pastor David Whitney over the weekend, in person even. I'll, let you, I'll tell you that story in a moment. But John Harris is the number one person who's covered the EFCA, biggest platform by far. I think I'm a very distant second place. Protestia curated my article when they covered the issue as well. So I guess that still counts towards my statistics, but very distant second place. This story needs more coverage in my opinion, because this is a developing story. So uh, we're going to help out our friend David Whitney by amplifying his story. But first I want to let you know, evangelical dark web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support us over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join Linked in the description below, but don't forget to check out our free newsletter. And, you know, if you don't want, if you're not ready for the Patreon like system yet, like this video, subscribe to the channel. If you are new, that is the least you can do. So, this story fell into my lap over the weekend. I, I believe John Harris did a live stream on this on Friday. Have not watched that yet. However, on Saturday, some of you know this, but a lot of you don't. I'm very active politically in my local community, and I'm a president of a Republican club. And we were having a Constitution Day fundraiser on Saturday because Constitution Day was Sunday. So we we're doing it on Saturday. And David Whitney was our keynote speaker. So he was the keynote. I didn't know who he was other than like, you know, resume level. I didn't know he was an, an EFCA pastor. And, you know, he was invited, not necessarily by me, because I didn't do the planning of the event. I'm just the president of the club. I, I did the presiding over the event. Um, but this is, you know, I didn't know what a cash bash fundraiser was, because I guess I'm just that young. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and I met David Whitney there, and he talked there about this story that we're covering about how he defied lockdowns because he was giving a speech on the first amendment and he talked about the freedom to assembly and obviously the freedom of religion also now 
he recognizes that the Bill of Rights was not intended to be enumerated unto the states. But he also talked about the Maryland Constitution, because we're in the state of Maryland here. And the Maryland Constitution is very based. It is a very is very much a Christian nationalist document, if you actually read it, because it talks about all men having a duty to worship God. You know, that's pretty scary to the G3 folks out there and the TMS bros. So, anyway, this was part of his speech, and part of what he talked about was Governor Larry Hogan's lockdowns and how his church defied that. So, the story that he told was that his church met in a Seventh-day Adventist church, I believe. They were renting their facilities, and they were told they couldn't use these facilities on the onset of lockdowns. Therefore, they used the private property of a friend. I believe Michael Paroka was his name. Now, Michael Paroka is very based. I've met him, um, endorsed, helped work on his campaign for attorney general in the state of Maryland. He is based as it gets. Um, they work together on the Institute on the Constitution. That's the organization that they're a part of. And they do the only um, course on the Maryland Constitution, you know, so they're constitutional scholars and, you know, law schools in Maryland don't teach on the Maryland Constitution, but they do. That's one of their value propositions, you could say. So very influential in local politics here. And you love to see that. Uh, and, you know, that part of the reason why, you know, people who work in that crowd, very good to have as keynote speakers. So anyway, this is an article that I wrote covering the topic. So he talked about this at the event where he defied lockdowns by renting private property. And because it was private property, public accommodation, public access laws don't necessarily apply. So they had the legal grounding to have cops arrest health inspectors if they were to show up on the church property because they didn't have invitation for entry. So he talked about that. Uh, he told this story yet when he talked about this, to other EFCA pastors, they started to crack down on him. Not just for this issue, but they, they you know, did their routine background check, as the liberal media would call it, and went after him for his teachings on homosexuality, is specifically what he mentioned. So, uh, let's, so recently, and the story is this, this week, he's going to Minneapolis to be interviewed by the EFCA Board of Ministerial Standing, and it's going to lead to a process that they're going to judge him. He's probably going to appeal, and then the convention when they meet, and I believe they're not going to meet until 2025, maybe, um, they're going to sustain the defrocking of this man. So... That's probably the the spoiler alert how this story is going to go down. It's going to go down the exact same way the Jeff Clyworth story went. Now, again, like I said, um, John Harris is the biggest name who covers the story. One of the stories that he covered was Jeff Clyworth and how he was defrocked for, pro, for opposing critical race theory. Uh, Jeff Clyworth was the pastor of Cornerstone Church in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Pastor David Whitney is the pastor of... Um, I had the church here. I, I believe it's Cornerstone Church in Bowie, Maryland. So, uh, yeah, 
Cornerstone Evangelical Free Church of Bowie, Maryland. So that is where that is. Um, very liberal area, by the way. Uh, maybe it's more conservative, but it, it's in a liberal county even. So you can be based in a very liberal place. So earlier this week, and by this week, uh, this article was written um, last week, sort of. So um, a lot, Whitney published a response to the Board of Ministerial Standings on the EFCA. Uh, here's the response. There's some pretty base lines in here that I want to read in a minute, but I want to read this excerpt first, which kind of him is him uh, summarizing how this all started. And he says, quote, back in November of 2020, my cluster of EFCA East met by Zoom during that session. Each pastor was asked how his church was doing during the pandemic. I respond or I replied that we had not shut down in-person worship during this time for two reasons. The first being the, the command our Lord Jesus of our Lord Jesus in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider... Uh, one another to provoke unto love and to do good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, is but exhorting one another, and so much more as ye see the day approaching. So that's uh, an older translation. I don't know if that's King James. I kind of think that's 1599. Um, I could be wrong there. Um, the second being that the governor of Maryland has no constitutional authority to shutter churches. It is a violation of his oath of office. My statements seem to upset and anger several pastors in our cluster. I didn't know it seemed, I didn't know it at the time, but three pastors began investigating my sermons and demand, demanded a meeting just before Christmas. The timing did not work for me, so ultimately we met on Zoom in February of 2021. Prior to that meeting, I asked Pastor Guy Kneebone for a list of questions that they would be that they would be asking so that I could prepare. No list was ever provided, a clear violation of the biblical standard of justice. I guess that's some sort of standard operating procedure for these things in the EFCA. Um, by not locking down, Whitney made the other pastors look bad in their sin. That's my commentary. Back to what um, Whitney says. Pastor Kneebone Kynes and Rydell interrogated me for two and a half hours. They were very aggressive in their attacks on many things which I said in the sermons they had listened to. Pastor Keynes said that he would be horrified if anyone in his congregation ever listened to any of my sermons. Pastor Kneebone spoke on how they were spending a great deal of time and effort studying and learning from critical race theory. He and the others stated that they believed I was a Christian nationalist and that such a stance was unacceptable in the EFCA. They made it clear that nothing I was preaching was an error doctrinally, nor in a violation of the EFCA statement of faith. They, however, concluded that I was not the ethos of the EFCA and asked me not only to consider leaving the EFCA, but they also start stated that I needed to answer them, telling them my decision. So, not a very biblical process. And... We're going to talk about the Christian nationalist question in a bit, but he, in person, he provided more context to their investigation, the problems that they had. Obviously, he he references that he opposes critical race theory, and these pastors are very woke. 
So that's one of the bugaboos that they found in his sermons. Additionally, they did not like the way that he preached about homosexuality. This is according to Whitney in person. Um, so, and then, again, this is about tone policing. That's largely what this is about. He made them look bad in their sin, and they're trying to tone police him because he made them feel bad about themselves, as they should, because... You know, they're not very faithful. And he ha he pulls no punches about calling out these wolves that are in very high places in the FCA. In conversation... Okay, I already... Uh, so, they don't like how he preaches on sodomy. So, what started out as an issue of gathering branched out into his views on other things. One of the other things that would be would be Christian nationalism. Although Whitney refuses to accept the label in pejorative usage by the... EFCA questionnaires, um, he does embody someone who believes in establishing or restoring a Christian heritage to a nation. In liberal fashion, the EFCA wants to purge Christian nationalists from their ranks. Both Jeff Clywer and Whitney have been charged with it, so they've both been accused of it. Uh, Jeff Clywer was acquitted of it. I believe they dropped it, but I mean, just read this. I mean, the guy is Christian nationalist by but he doesn't want to accept the label, in my opinion. Uh, so he, he writes, When Patrick evangelized the pagan Irish, he recognized that they had no understanding of biblical standards of justice. Patrick also knew the faith, and he's quoting something here, um, knew the faith would not last long in a nation whose laws were not aligned with the laws of the creator. Personal devotion and civil reformation had to go hand in hand. Wherever Patrick went and established a church, he left a, the law book, Liber Ex Lige Mossy, Moisy, along with the books of the gospel. The Liber begins with the Ten Commandments and continues with 35 passages from the book, books of Moses. But, this, but his work did not end at the borders of Ireland. He made disciples who became missionaries to the continent to Scotland as well as to England. Many scholars point to evidence that Irish missionaries took Liberex Liege Moisey, I'm not a Latin pronunciator, so forgive me for that, to the continent where it became the basis of Carolingian law. I believe that's uh, Charlemagne. Uh, I believe that was his empire, um, or what it was called. It, it is also... Of note that Liber ex Liege uh, Lege Moisi was used by the tutor of a young Saxon prince to teach him the biblical standards of justice. This young man ultimately became King Alfred the Great. Another Christian nationalist hero, by the way. King Alfred established his legal system on Patrick's exposition of the law from the word of God. It's notable, it is notable that Alfred is the only English king called the Great, which is due to his foundational role in establishing English common law. King Alfred's civil laws became the root of all English and American common law, trial by jury, and habeas corpus. It was Alfred's legal code, which was derived from the Mosaic law and Jesus' golden rule. So, I'm just saying, like, he may say he's not a Christian nationalist in this, but that is... That's some Christian nationalists that I can learn from. Like, I, I learned something in that there. 
So anyway, um, definitely be in prayer for uh, Pastor David Whitney. He is going into the lion's den this week, and hopefully we'll get him on for an interview, um, I believe, next week. He's busy this week, obviously. He's going to Minneapolis, so uh, good luck for him. We'll be in prayers. Have a blessed day. We'll catch you on the next one.